love. Some would say it took a backseat when the pandemic forced us apart. As a family-run and proudly Canadian-owned company, Charm Diamond Centres saw the need to bring us together with tales of love and created the Canadian Love Map podcast. Since then, we've shared hundreds of real, uplifting stories that prove love conquers all. So thank you for listening. We couldn't do it without you. And remember, love starts here. We make each other better. She always reminds me about what actually matters. You know, love conquers all. Wherever he is, I I want to be there, always. She just always accepted me for who I was. He makes me a better person. It was like love at first sight. Well, love is the most important thing. On the Canadian Love Map, we share love stories of all kinds, including the stories of couples across the country. For some, they were in the right place at the right time. For others, existing friendships turned into something more. But what about people who are still looking for love? Hi, I'm Nancy Regan. This season, from time to time, we're hitting the streets to meet Canadians and pick their brains about love. In this episode, Podstarter producer Nathan Stone asks Canadians to share their thoughts on the mission to find love. We're diving into the world of modern dating. This is the Canadian Love Map. What better place to look for love than in the heart of the city? We're asking Canadians for their collected wisdom on where and how to find love. I think dating, like finding someone when you're doing something fun, but not like old school, like sit across from, I'm not a talker, I don't want to do that, that's awkward. Like usually, you know what they say, like when you go in a job interview or something like that, they say like in the first five minutes, they know if they're going to hire, hire you or not. But I believe it's a bit in the same, the same way and with dating. Let's go looking for love with love on the spot. Despite our interconnected world, it's easy for us to feel disconnected from opportunities to meet that special someone. We wanted to learn where and how couples are meeting these days. The majority of relationships that I've been in before is like meeting people at parties that my friends have and just having mutual friends and mutual interests. I, I never was one to think that, oh, going to a bar or going out somewhere. I mean, typically the people you meet there aren't really looking for something to settle down with. I think, honestly, just everyday life, bumping into somebody, and I think that's the way to go. Yeah, I think I like dating, dating app because uh, you both know where why you're here, and maybe if you date some of your friends or people at work, it's not a good idea because it can lead to misunderstanding and... Sometimes, yeah, it can, it can get awkward. So I like dating app because the person you meet, you know you, you're meeting the person like to date. And if it doesn't work, you just never see him again. <laughs> yeah, I'm super bad at like actual dates. So for me, it's just like meeting people outside of a romantic uh, setting, I guess. And then you get to know each other and befriend them, not romantically first. I definitely like to meet people in person, I would say. Online dating can be fun though, um, but yeah, I would say in person would be my preferred method. Impromptu in person. Yeah, in person. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I've ever used a dating app before. Neither have I. When I was working at the mall, I used to work at a jewellery store and um, he was there fixing his 
laptop at the Apple store and he walked past my booth and then turned around to come talk to me, which was quite nice. And then a year later, we started dating. We got lucky. Every flame starts with a spark. What is it about someone that piques your interest and gets your heart beating just a little bit faster? We asked our participants for those qualities in another that make them consider approaching someone for a date. Height's big for me, <laughs> but then also people who treasure family time and just laid back. Um, somebody who shares my, my beliefs and my um, uh, perspectives on a lot of things that go, happen in life, you know, for everybody. But I think another big thing um, outside of that is just somebody who cares for people. That's a huge thing for me. I believe you feel it at some point, like when you met the person, like if you feel you're on the same vibe, uh, I think it's just kind of, it's a feeling. Uh, mutual connection. I mean, we made some eye contact when we were walking by and then we made it again. It's also my job to make eye contact. Well, <laughs> no, I'm joking. Uh, yeah, but like, you know, you can kind of get a feel. When you go through, if there's something mutual there, and then when we started talking, just common interests. He said it was my smile that turned him red. So nice. <laughs> yeah. For me, don't think. No qualities. Yeah. You should not look for the qualities. Only God can give you yeah. that right person. For me, I think it's laughter. If someone can make me laugh, I really then that that's what kind of really connects me with someone. Um, that and just their their kindness. Just in, in general to, to to everyone, how how they react with other people and how they talk to other people, uh, especially strangers. Definitely witty banter. So definitely they have to make me laugh. That's probably the most important thing to me. Like someone who can help you grow, I guess. Like someone who like it's okay if your personality doesn't match them exactly, but like as long as they share your values and share and agree with you on like how you help them grow or like vice versa, how they help you grow. I think that's a big one. For myself, I think he was different. <laughs> he uh, was kind of the bad guy and I was young, so I liked that. When you're looking for love and meeting new people, it's only natural that you might feel a few jitters. Our participants filled us in on what gives them the heebie-jeebies when it comes to establishing a new relationship. I think it's like the first talk when you don't really know each other and you're like, hey, mm. nice sweater outside and you don't know how to say to each other. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I guess the, the frustrating thing, I suppose, is, is early definition of, of what it is, right? Like when you're dating someone, it's just figuring out, hey, is this short-lived, is this long-lived? And after a few dates, is this going to be something more serious or is this something that... I can't see happening for 10 years, 20 years, right? Yeah. 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 yeah, there was a lot of things that I don't like uh, that much, but well, it, it, it can get complicated quite fast at some point. Like when you're starting to get attached to someone and the other person like don't feel the same, then it just like, just, and it, there's always like that, that, that time like between dating and between being a couple, I guess, that like it's just, like, you're not really sure like where everything is going. I think the hardest part is when you try to date, but you know you don't feel something for the person and maybe the other person feels something, so I find it quite hard to manage the situation. I guess not knowing where you guys stand at certain points and being like, is this too soon, is it not too soon, and just sort of like trying to, to figure out what the other person's thinking. Um, yeah, I think that would be the trickiest part. My answer would be like, well, what are we? Talk? Yeah. 
Yeah, that's, that's an uncomfortable part of the process. <laughs> The end goal for most of those looking for love is to find that special someone with whom they can share a life. Their, dare we say it, soulmate? Or is the idea that there's a single person for everyone an old and antiquated notion? With that in mind, we had to ask, do you believe in the idea of a soulmate? I do, and uh, I don't know why I do. I just, I just do, and I think that people who don't and have found that person, I think that they have this unspoken connection. You can give it whatever name you want. I'm going to choose soulmate. I believe in soulmates and soulmates with friendships and families and other people for other various reasons. I just, I believe in those, so yeah. <laughs> soulmate implies that there's only one person like in the world for you, but I, I can believe that because what are the odds that this person is the one right next to me? <laughs> And that, like in China, <laughs> there's like eight billion people on the planet. So I guess if there's only one, you're pretty much screwed. I guess. But I feel like when you grow next to a person, when you're a long time with a person, you become kind of soulmate because you share so much with with this, this person. And I don't think so. I think we we change so much in our lives that sometimes you grow away from the person that you thought you'd spend your life with, and some people grow more into that person. So. Um, yeah, I think it depends how, how you and your partners grow together. I think so. What do you think? <laughs> you know what? I think so because so many stars aligned to get me to where you were. Yeah. And the things about us that line up. Yeah. Like I think there was many. the same day, same year. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it was... We're uh, not related. <laughs> no, not related. We have proofs. Of course. Of course. Yes. Of course, we did. Because the right kid person will come and no qualities. That's your soulmate. Yeah, I do think that one serious relationship can last a lifetime because it happens and I've seen it happen, but I don't think soulmates are a thing, no. I don't know if you have a unique soulmate, like the heart is really big. There's a lot of people, but I think you can find someone who completes you. And that's my definition of soulmates. So yeah, I think I believe in it. Yes, but I think that they come in different forms. So I think that your friends can be your soulmate. So I guess there's more, you have more than one soulmate, I think. That's my opinion. <laughs> I don't. See, I, I'm of the belief that there are multiple people in the world that I'd be able to marry and spend the rest of my life with. Mm -hmm. uh, and the most important factor of that is the ability to to sacrifice your own desires and put them first in your life. I think that so much of it is having that spark from the get-go <laughs> and just mutually growing closer together. Like I think that even if you found a match where both of them were like a seven out of 10 match for each other, if they weren't quote unquote soulmates, then over time as they took care of each other and understood each other, they'd grow to like an eight out of 10 match and then a nine out of 10 match until maybe they became soulmates in a sense. I don't think it's like one person that's just like waiting for you, no. right? I think that some soulmates are found and some soulmates are built. That's all from us for now. A big thanks to all of our participants. Tune in next week for more Canadian Love Map.
much for listening to the Canadian Love Map. If you love us, please subscribe and share. We'll be back next week with another love story to add to the map. This podcast is presented and made possible by Charm Diamond Centers. It's hosted by me, Nancy Regan, and is produced and distributed by Podstarter.